Caution, the contents of this podcast may be historical, but they're still served piping hot. We're brewing up the classics here on the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. I am Asa. And my name is Allison. Today, we bring you a short holiday episode with a cute little piece by Sergei Lyapunov. So let's get in the holiday spirit and jump right in. Lyapunov was born in 1859 in Yaroslav, Russia. His father was a renowned astronomer and mathematician, and his mother had been brought up in a fairly well-off household that had educated her well in music. As such, Lyapunov's mother was his first piano teacher and fawned over his apparent inherent musical abilities. When he was eight years old, Lyapunov's father died, and the family relocated to Nizhny Novgorod. At this time, in addition to learning piano, Lyapunov also took violin lessons with a local teacher. He took a great interest in attending all manner of concerts being held in the city, and as such was exposed to an array of the period's foremost Russian composers, including Tchaikovsky and Rimsky-Korsakov, as well as composers from abroad, including Chopin, Schumann, and the earlier masters like Beethoven. In 1878, when Lyapunov was 19, he enrolled in the famous Moscow Conservatory as a student of composition and piano. He had very much looked forward to learning from the master teachers there, such as Tchaikovsky for composition and Nikolai Rubinstein for piano. However, as luck would have it, Lyapunov did not get placed in these teachers' studios. That's not to say his teachers were bad, but they weren't the big names. For example, who's ever heard of Vasily Ivanovich Wilborg? Well, our listeners now have, as you'll be able to go and tell all your friends that he was the piano teacher of Sergei Lyapunov. Now, Lyapunov did get just a few lessons with Tchaikovsky. However, the master teacher resigned from the conservatory prior to Lyapunov being done with his studies. But at long last, he graduated in 1883 and left Moscow for good. In a great turning point for him, he was introduced to Miley Balakirev, who you might recall as being the leader of the mighty handful of Russian nationalist composers. Lyapunov then moved to St. Petersburg, where Balakarev was stationed and became a member of his musical circle and a composition pupil. It seems that under the mentorship of Balakarev, Lyapunov found his compositional voice and was able to flourish much more than he had in the conservatory setting. Thanks to Balakarev's influence, they tend to take on a good deal of Russian folk-inspired melodies and harmonies. However, Lyapunov was also largely inspired by the piano works of Liszt and Chopin and the more Western style in general, and those influences can also be picked out easily in his compositions. In some reviews of his works, critics have declared them to be too derivative to be enjoyable. That being said, they are pleasant and well-executed in a compositional sense, and do well to show off a pianist's well-rounded expression and technique. By the turn of the century, Lyapunov has established himself well enough in the Russian musical scene that he was offered directorship of Balakarev's Free Music School, and also went on to teach piano at the St. Petersburg Conservatory. Toward the end of his life, partly due to financial difficulties, Lyapunov took on more and more roles at the conservatory, including teaching composition and theory. This overall left him little time to compose, 
and his output of works greatly diminished. In 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution occurred in Russia, and Lyapunov never quite felt as comfortable in his life as he had in previous years. He earned himself a six-month government probation in 1922. Apparently, he was keeper of the key for the church that was associated with the St. Petersburg Conservatory. The government was on a mission to remove all valuables from the churches of St. Petersburg, and Lyapunov apparently refused to hand over the key. And perhaps he is lucky that he even survived such an incident with just probation. The feeling of unrest grew, and Lyapunov desired to travel. He took a leave from the conservatory and traveled around Europe. However, in 1924, he suffered a fatal heart attack in Paris. He was buried in that city, in the Batignolles Cemetery. We will now move on to talking about our short little excerpt for the day, Chanteur de Noël or The Carol Singers, which comes from a four-movement collection titled Fête de Noël, or The Christmas Festival. This solo work for piano was composed in 1910, and though not on the same grand scale as other Russian works we have reviewed in the past, this little piece does still have a very Russian flair. The melody from the start is very reminiscent of the Russian Orthodox chant style, think like Rimsky-Korsakov's Russian Easter Overture. To highlight the sound, the melody frequently uses open octaves rather than rich harmonic chords. And the melody itself is also quite simple, made up of straight quarter notes and eighth notes with no syncopation evidence. In contrast to the steady and metered melody, there is a bell-like effect in the treble made up of eighth notes and dotted quarters. While not quite the jazzy syncopation we generally like to think of, it does serve to throw off our sense of time because it starts as pickup notes, starting on the upbeat of beat two. We finally get a real sense of the downbeat when the little melodic introduction comes in. Lyapunov keeps his melody very simple throughout the work, but in an understated way, he dresses up the accompaniment. In this iteration of the melody, our ear picks up the simple chords in the treble. However, in the bass line, Lyapunov has written a fairly complex counterpoint. Though it's just running eighth notes, it still moves around the keyboard quite a lot, and the harmony always manages to match the chords above it. Being a model romantic composer, Lyapunov does of course utilize modulations and dissonance to bring us to the climax of the piece. And he tags
effects on a little coda section that also of course features dissonances against the background of the bell motif leaving us wondering if the work is actually much longer than we initially thought just working us up to a lush and final iteration of the melody that spans almost five octaves. And then finishes with very wide spaced and subdued major chords. So that is all for today, but on behalf of myself and my colleague Allison here at the Coffee House, I'd like to wish you all a warm, safe, and happy holiday season. For the Coffee House Classical Music Podcast, I'm Asa. And I'm Allison. Thank you so much for listening. Chanchua de Noel from Fête de Noel was performed by Constantine Stefan. You can find The Coffee House on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com. <laughs>